Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Before I start, I guess I just want to ask a question, and I want to be, I want you to be really honest, and I don't want you to worry about anyone that's next to you or what you know the crew is doing as a whole and feel peer, like peer pressured. Just be really honest. And um, the question that I want to ask you is, if you are okay right now, if you were just going to stay as you right now and and there was going to be no um, change in any way. We've been speaking about change um, with all of our stuff that we've all got going on in our lives. And it was just, that's it. There's, there's no change. Would anyone be okay with that? Stand up if anyone <laughs> would be okay with that. Yeah. So I'm looking around. There's not one person standing. Um, so now if I ask you this question, if you genuinely deep in your heart, you... You know, in your deepest part, you just think, God, I, I don't want to stay as I am right now. I know that you love me completely as I am. And he does. He loves us completely as we are. It wouldn't matter if we didn't change. He loves us completely. But, but stand to your feet if you want to change and you want to be more like Jesus, honestly. Don't worry about anyone else. It's between you and God. So, Lord, I just, I ask that you would just see this right now. And I stand here myself, God, I, I know that you love us completely, but I don't want to stay the same. I don't, I don't want to be stuck as I am right now, God. The, the more and more that I get to know you, the more and more that I just want to be like you. And the more and more time that I spend with you and I read about you and I see you in, in this church, I, I see you in these people, Lord, I just want to be more and more like you. And so, Father, I just pray right now for every person that has stood here tonight. Holy Spirit, I pray that our hearts would be open to hear what you want to say, that our hearts would be changed, that you would make us more and more like you. We love you with all of our heart, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. You may take a seat. And, you know, I turned... um, 30 on Monday. You! <laughs> Very excited. So much cool stuff happening. I'm pumped to be 30. And um, my mum came down from Queensland and, and we, were driving, we were driving along and I said, oh, because I have to go to work. And I said, how was your day today, mum? And she said, yeah, it was really good. I did this and I caught up with that friend and caught up with that friend. And I said, oh, cool. And I said, what else did you do? And she said, oh, I went back down to Umina, which is where my mum grew up. And I said, oh, how was that? And she goes, it was so beautiful. And I said, oh. And, and I sort of had a bit of like a, mm, look, not because I don't think your mind is beautiful. Hang on, let me finish. Not because I don't think your mind is beautiful, but because I've never heard mum speak like that before. And so I, I said, what, what do you mean? She said, it was, just, it was just beautiful. The beach, the, I just loved it. I loved being there. And she said, it's funny because all my life I wanted to get out of there. 
And all I kept thinking was, I just want to get out. I can't wait till I leave this place. I hate it here. I just want to get out. And I said, what's changed? Has, you know, have they done up the town? Has, is the beach different in some way? And she said, no, nothing's changed. I think I've changed. And um, it just hit me so much that, you know, sometimes there can be something so beautiful and so amazing in front of us, but until we change, we don't see it. We don't see it. And that's what had happened to my mom. And I thought, whoa, like, it's exactly the same place. She'd been growing up there her whole life. She couldn't see it. And something has changed in her. And now she sees it. And she just was loving it. <laughs> it was just a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, I want to talk about that tonight. And um, I'm normally quite bubbly and, <laughs> and, and happy, as you all know. And I felt really challenged by this message. I was like, oh, God, this seems a bit, you know. But um, if you guys are all willing to come on this journey with me, I just want to I guess, share a few things that God's been um, teaching me over my little 30 years <laughs> on, on earth. Um, but, you know, like I said, you can see something so beautiful, but if our heart is held hostage, you, you don't see it. And I guess I just want to be really honest tonight, and, and a heart held captive can't see beauty. It can't see the good. And, and these are the things that I thought, what can a heart be held captive by you know we're speaking about change and and God's been speaking to me about the change of the heart and I just think that's one of the most beautiful changes is the change of the heart you know and boys I'm not going to get all you know emo on you but we all we you stood to your feet you want it just as much as I do and these are the things that I was thinking about you know a heart can be held captive by hurt and I, I don't know everybody's background here. I don't know what we've all been through. But I can guarantee there's some of us sitting here right now that our heart is held captive by hurt. Disappointment, being let down, anger is a huge one for some of us. Resentment, um, hate, jealousy, just can't get past that. You know, you're just filled with jealousy and you don't know how to get past it or envy always want what somebody else has got you can't be content in yourself fear maybe there's some things in your life you've never stepped out in you know that God's calling you to bigger things and you cannot do it because your heart is holding you captive by fear I so have the biggest heart for us as a congregation I want God to come and just free us tonight I want us to go to this new place and not be stuck where we are you know, I look around this room and there's so much potential. There's so many amazing, beautiful people. And, and I don't want, I, I can't see inside of your heart clearly, like God can. And you know something's holding you back. And I want God to just meet with us tonight. It's, I'm so pumped for it. Doubt. Oh, oh, you know, I think that God's saying this, but no, I just won't because no, it's not. And oh, you know, that can hold us back so much. Unforgiveness. Whew. Um, I can't help but be honest. It's really hard personality trait sometimes because people don't like it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, um, I, I was held captive in my heart. I, I think it was probably two years or a little more um, because I was hurt by a friend and the friend was hurt by me. And I know that it was probably a good two years, definitely. And I could not see the good in that person anymore. I couldn't see the good in their life. I couldn't see the good in my life. I literally felt like I was stuck and the world was going on around me and I was just stuck, just held captive by this unforgiveness and offense and 
this bitterness and anger and and I just I it was it just holds you captive you're like a hostage and I hated it I hated it so much and I was so ripped off because that friend or friends uh, some of my most treasured most amazing friends in my entire life that I couldn't do life without to this day but it was this awful time in my life and and it, it does it holds us back it holds us back to seeing the beauty like my mum, seeing that beach as it really is. It holds us back. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's a yucky thing. It's a yucky thing when our heart is held captive. But Jesus so badly wants us not to be held captive in these things. He wants us to be free. And I, I love that about him, you know. And a changed heart, you know, it frees us and it reveals the awesomeness and beauty of, of others, situations, places, people. It frees us. It's just so beautiful. And one of my favorite quotes, it says, um, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that the prisoner was you. And I, <laughs> it's so true. It's by Lewis B. Smeads, if anybody, <laughs> sorry, I had to say his last name like that, Smeads. Um, but Smeads. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know who he is, but that quote, I was like, that's so true. I was the prisoner. And you think you're getting back at someone or if you got revenge or if you got this or that, you think you're like, yeah, I'm but really, we are the prisoner the whole time. Oh, and I honestly think that's not just with forgiveness. I think it's with other stuff as well. Fear, doubt, all of those things I mentioned. We are the ones that are being held prisoner, not the other people that we've maybe got it towards, you know. Um, so our heart can hold us hostage, but Jesus came to set us free. How good is that? We all know John 10.10, Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. And he came so that we could have a new heart as well, this revived, beautiful heart. You know, I love it. Ezekiel um, 36, 26 says, um, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Oh, I used to be so, um, I spoke on it last time, eh? Like, <laughs> I used to be really blunt and... Uh, I still am a little bit, but I used to offend everyone all the time. And thank you, church, for bearing with me, because I swear there's probably heaps of you out there that I've accidentally said something to. But we bear with each other in love, don't we? And it's so beautiful because I'm on this journey, and, and I'm still going. My goodness, like I've got so much to go, but Jesus, <laughs> Luke Ronald, <laughs> lucky I'll bear with you in love. He's too spunky. I can't be angry at him, but. Um, <laughs> But no, it's true. Like, it's, it's so true. And I mean, if we, if we can fully get this, if we can come to a place where we go, you know what, God, I am so keen for this. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to walk this journey with you. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be raw. I'm going to look into my heart. I want you to look into my heart. We're going to take this journey together. The sky is the limit, church. <laughs> the sky is the limit if we don't say stuck in the kids down I was gonna say crap but like all the you know the junk we stay stuck in it oh I hate it and here are some here are three things that I've learned in my 30 years you can take it or leave it these are my three things number one changing hearts is God's speciality thank God for that because <laughs> I suck at it trying to change myself so changing heart is God's speciality. Number two, it's our choice to change. Sorry, being honest. Number three, 
God changes us by working backwards sometimes. So I'm just going to take you on a real quick journey through those three things um, of what God's been teaching me and showing me. So number one, changing heart is God's speciality. If you don't know the story, I challenge you to look up the Bible, Saul to Paul. He was, you know, this guy who would persecute Christians and and they would be killed and put in prison and tortured and he would stand there and approve it and he hated it. He hated it that they would say that Jesus was alive and he, you know, he went from this man to walking along the road to Damascus and Jesus reveals himself to him and he's, as you could imagine, totally transformed and changed. It's pretty hard to go, yeah, I still don't believe in you. You're right there. But anyway, like he was changed and he became a missionary. This man went from a murderer to a missionary. If, if you think that God can't change you, get out of town. If he can change, I'm sorry, if he can change a murderer to a missionary, you are a piece of cake for him. And I want to say that. I want you guys to know that there is hope. If you sit in this church Sunday after Sunday and you think, you don't understand, Candace, I suck. You don't understand the things I've done. You don't understand where I've come from. I'm too far gone to, for God to do anything in me. That is a lie. It is a lie. He can do the most amazing things, but it is your choice. You can stay as you are. He'll love you anyway. He loves you anyway. Or the sky's the limit if you say, God, that's it. I'm taking this journey with you, you know. There's this man, and um, I'm going to call him Stanley because I think Stanley's a funny name. Um, I love it, Stanley. We're not going to call our kid that, but um, Stanley Boyd's got a good ring to it. No, but we're going to call him Stanley. This man, Stanley, he was probably like close to 50, I think. And um, I'm just, yeah, you know, to put it in a nutshell, he wasn't a very nice man. Um, and he sort of did things that were not very nice. And he spoke to people in ways that weren't very nice. And um, like really, really aggressive like he was, like he was pretty full on. And um, he was, it got to the point where Stanley, his name wasn't even allowed to be mentioned in our house. Luke was so angry at Stanley. Is that right? I feel really weird saying Stanley. But <laughs> it was like, I'd say, oh, how was Stanley today? I don't, don't even know. We don't, that's it. I don't want to, and I was like, ee. you know, like it was pretty bad. And, um, and day after day, it was like this Stanley was just so bad. And at times, it seemed like he was getting worse. And then at times, it was like this glimmer of hope. And I think Stanley might, you know, and then no, Stanley's crazy again. And Stanley was just a nightmare. And um, so then one day, didn't we? We said, that's it. We're going to stop whinging about Stanley. And we're <laughs> going to start praying. And we did. Luke and I together, we said, God, stop at you. I wasn't going to tell him that part. I'm awesome. <laughs> okay, so we decided that we were going to pray for Stanley. And we did. And, and I've already asked Luke if it's okay if I say this. I, and he said it's okay. But Luke said, I don't believe that Stanley can change. He's close to 50. He's stuck in his ways, Candace. You don't understand. Like this Stanley, I don't know about this. But we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And Stanley, over time, changed. It was a miracle. You can clap the Lord. You can clap the Lord. <laughs> Stanley seriously did change. We couldn't believe it. And then and Luke would come and say, like, 
this is seriously a miracle. Stanley has changed. And it was so weird, but Stanley himself made the choice. He actually worked really hard and said, I, I can see this about myself. I've got to do something. And Stanley decided to change. So please, there's a little bit of hope for everybody. If Stanley can change, if Paul can change, you can change. So good. It's so good. All right. So why does God care about changing hearts so much? Well, how good is this? This is some happy news for everyone. It's because it's what God looks at in us. He doesn't look at cellulite. All the girls say, amen, sister. He doesn't look at beer bellies. He doesn't look at freckles. Not looking at anyone. He doesn't look at tans or how big we are or how small we are. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what color hair we've got. God cares about our heart. He loves us the way he made us. He looks at our heart. And I love that. How good is that, that he looks at our heart? But how scary is that a little bit too? Because other people can't see our heart, but God can. So that's why we've got to talk about this, haven't we? <laughs> little convo going on here. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 says, The Lord does not look at the things a man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. I love that. Psalms 24, verse 3 to 4, it says, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. It's important to God, you know? Like we can run around doing all this stuff and be like this amazing superwoman or superman and, you know, I've started five orphanages and I've done this and I feed this and I do that and I've given this much. and But really, I'm just... I'm going to be honest, like if our heart is not right and if we're doing it for all the wrong reasons, God knows that. No one else will, but God does. And my biggest thing right now that God's taking me through is I just so want to stand before him daily and have my heart right before him. And God, if there's anything, like if there's anything that would offend you, if, if there's anything that grieves you, Holy Spirit, if, if, there's, if there's something that I need to change, change me, O oh Lord. You know, he loves that. He loves it. He's such a beautiful, compassionate God. Number two, it's our choice to change. This is the hardest thing, I guess, because I honestly believe, this is just me and my opinion, but I honestly believe that um, the desire to want to change comes from a, a, a place of either desperation or like a maturity in our walk with God. I really believe that because... You know, when you're a new Christian, it's so cool. It's so much fun. You're running around and you're doing all this stuff and you're telling everyone. And then the more and more time that you spend with the Lord, you realize how little you are. <laughs> you realize all these things about yourself. And you look at him and you think, wow, I'm so glad I'm worshiping you because I've got a lot of stuff going on, you know. And he's so beautiful because he doesn't, I don't, what I found He's so kind. You know that scripture, the kindness of the Lord leads to repentance. That's why we go to Jesus. He's so kind. He doesn't stand there with his finger pointed right in your face and go, you little sinner, I saw what you thought the other day. I saw that motive behind that. I saw you say that. He never does that. He never exposes you. He's so gentle. He's so kind. It's his his kindness. His compassion. You know, you don't have to be fearful of opening up to the Lord. He will not expose you. He will cover you. He will cover your weaknesses. He will 
He will be there to gently guide you through it. And that's what I found the whole time. He's so compassionate and so gentle. Um, in Psalm 51, 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. This was David. You know, he was at a place, obviously, in his relationship with God where he wanted to change. God created me a clean heart. He wanted it so desperately. Psalm 139, verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. You know, these scriptures are of somebody like calling out in, in, a, in a place of, God, I know that I suck. <laughs> really, isn't it? It's like, oh, I, I really need you. Help me, God. Help me. And that's the most amazing thing about God is that when we call on him, he hears us. He doesn't turn his back. Sorry, I'm busy just dealing with the drummer, <laughs> whoever that is. <laughs> or sorry, Candice, like, can you give me 10, you know, like, I've just got some stuff in Africa I've got to deal with. He never does that. You call on the Lord and he hears you. And he's so keen to help. I love that so much. He will never force you. He will never force you. So when I'm, when I'm standing here tonight saying it's your choice, it's literally your choice. He will never say, well, that's it. You either change that attitude or I am not loving you anymore. He never does that. It's totally your choice. You can have an attitude all your life. You can. It'll hold you back. We'll all know. <laughs> but, you know, when we've all got our own stuff going on, but it's totally up to you. And that's what's so special about it. A changed heart. I was talking to God about this this afternoon. I was like, and you know what's so cool about a changed heart is that other people see it and you don't even have to say anything. It's like this silent witness to other people. People know when something's happened in you and when you've changed. You don't have to tell your family, hey, you know, I've become a Christian and all of a sudden I've just stopped doing this, this and this. People notice when you are changing. That's what they talk about when they say, you know, we carry this light or we're, we're walking along in life and people go, what is different about that person? It is so obvious when there is a change that is happening in you and I love it that we don't have to boast about it. We don't have to, doo -doo -doo -doo, coming through, changed heart, excuse me. Like people just know and it's so, so cool. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, oh, Sorry, I get real passionate about everything, but I love this. It says, um, and God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted. And I looked up in the concordance and it was talking about you can use tempted and tested in the same sort of way. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say tested, okay? And God is faithful. He will not let you be tested beyond what you can bear. And when you are tested, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. And it also said for that stand up under it, that through God's enablement and enablement to endure the trial without falling. Do you know when I stand here tonight and I'm saying to you, I'm putting out a challenge of, of coming to a place in your relationship with God, of, of wanting God to search you and to change you and to, to go on this beautiful journey with him. You're not going to, he's already giving us his word that he's going to be there with us and walk us through it. And that we, if we hold on to him and if we use his enablement, we're not going to fail. Do you know how good that is? <laughs> because we can think, yeah, Candice, this is great. Like, whatever. This, you don't understand. Like, I've got a long way to go and I'm not going to make it. But God is saying, when you are tested, he will provide a way so you can stand up under it. So with God's enablement to endure it without falling. You can do this with him. It's so cool. Number three, God changes us by working backwards. I sometimes think that God is like always in opposite day. Do you remember that school? Like opposite day, you know, 
I don't know. You're cool. <laughs> They're like bagging you out. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Kids are so funny. But I, I think God is a bit like that. He's always in opposite day. Do you find that? The world says, hate your enemies, kill them, get revenge, be spiteful. I don't know what's happening in my legs right there. <laughs> but it's, they do, don't they? Do this, get them back. Don't let them get away with it. La, 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 la. And God goes, no, no, love your enemies. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, you know, the world says to be the greatest. It's like, um, why cheat? Be selfish to succeed. Don't, don't get, just stomp on anyone just to get where you need to get. And let's see what the God of the opposite says. Oh, the greatest must be a servant. He's so opposite. It's so cool. And do you know the thing that I've found? This is for me in my life, and I know that it will be the same in yours, is to win the battle with God. He's so opposite. We surrender first. We actually surrender first. And he enables us to fight the good fight, to run the good race. The world says never surrender. Don't bow your knee. You know, head up. That's it. You know, you don't. And God says none. When you're weak, I'm strong. Surrender to God. And he will fight it for you, you know. It's, it's beautiful. You know, in James 4, um, 7 to 8, it says, um, Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Verse 8 says, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands. Recognize that you've sinned and purify your hearts. I love it that you've got to submit to him first. <laughs> we surrender. King Jesus, we surrender first. And then he goes, yeah, let's do this. A surrendering your whole heart is the best thing you can do to begin changing. If you are sitting there tonight and you think, this is fine, how do I even start this? Surrender. Surrender. Wave your little flag. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you surrender. Um, and I want to share something really personal. Um, and it might be weird to some people, but that's cool. It's hard to share it anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, take it or leave it. But God, um, he speaks to me through pictures sometimes, like visions and, um, yeah. And uh, like most of you know my testimony and coming from a broken home. And I know that a lot of you have. And um, the age of 16... Oh, actually, I think I was a little bit younger, um, you know, tried to commit suicide and then had other stuff go on with having to move out of home on my own because my sister was on drugs and she was very violent and aggressive. And um, so, you know, most of this and, and Luke and I have spoken about this to give all glory to God, because when we sing those songs, where would I be without you? I don't know. Like I could have been dead without him, you know? Um, so all glory to God is so beautiful save me save me um but in this vision that I had I guess because of my past um I always was like fighting fighting you know like having to I have to protect myself against you know my dad leaving and I have to put up my walls because my sister's going crazy she's like like nearly two years is it a year and a half or something or nearly two years off drugs so yeah so good Anyway, so don't give up. If you've got drug addicts in your family, keep praying. <laughs> Never too late. Um, anyway, so fighting, fighting. Put up my wall here, whatever. I've been hurt by this person. Pardon me. Been hurt by that person. Walls up, walls up. Trying to be tough. Fighting, 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 fighting. And um, always trying to be independent. Don't need anyone. I've got to look after myself. And in this vision one day, I was during worship at church here. 
and um, I was just singing to God, and <laughs> I won't cry, but um, I saw myself, and I had like all these weapons. I looked pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so I had like all these weapons, and like I was like, <sighs> and I was like fully fighting, <laughs> like going for it. And I was like sweating and like puffed and exhausted, and I was just fighting away. And this beautiful King Jesus walked up to me, and I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. And he looked me straight in the eye, and he said, Candy, you don't have to fight anymore. Just drop your weapons. I'll do it for you, you know. I've done it for you. And I just so clearly in this vision just saw myself like just drop the weapons out of such relief and exhaustion and just bend to my knees. I'd go down if I could, but I've got a belly. (laughs) I just went down to my knees and I just looked in the eye and said, thank you. Thank you. You know, we think we've got to fight. We think we've got to do all of this on our own and and we don't. Like he he does it and he's, he's so beautiful. I love it. If that's you, like you might be a fighting one. I've got, to, I've got to do this on my own, Candice. I've got to, you know, you know, I know what you're talking about. There might be some people who know exactly what I'm talking about when I share that. Drop your weapons and surrender. Because King Jesus did it all on the cross and he has got so much for you. So much for you. Your best life is on the other side of a free heart. Whether it be hate or anger or, or disappointment, whether it be unforgiveness, offense. I don't know what you've got going on. I've got my own stuff going on, (laughs) you know. But if we surrender to God, he will be right there with you looking you in the eye saying, I got this. I got it, you know. So good. Sometimes we think that holding on makes us strong, but sometimes it's actually letting go. (laughs) Letting go of the weapons. In um, Psalm 51, like I was talking about before, um, when David's asking for a clean heart, he's, before he actually asks for it, he's so raw and real with God about his own issues. He actually says in verse 3, for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. <laughs> like you could just imagine him going, oh, oh, it's always in my face. I know how much I suck. Please create in me a clean heart. He's so real and honest. And I guess I'm just finishing up now so I'll welcome up the whoever's coming up but um with our issues with this challenge and I'm sorry that it is a bit of a challenge but with this challenge you have to be raw and and real like you can you can actually sit there and go cool sweet yeah and then tomorrow that's it like you don't think about it again you really can I've done it or you can listen to who I hope I don't offend the Holy Spirit when I say this, but I call him the beautiful nag because he's so beautiful, but you know how he nags you sometimes if you ignore him? <laughs> he's like, Candy, come on. You know what's going on there. You've got to do some time with me. La, 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 la. <laughs> he's like this beautiful nag. It's just, you know, he's so, he's so sweet. Like he, he's not going to get on your knees. Like he's not like that. So you can be sitting here right now and you, can, you might even know straight away that there's an issue that you need to, to do time with God over. I, I can guarantee there'll be people sitting here right now that think, yep, I know what it is. I've got to deal with 
the way I feel about that person or I've got to deal with the disappointment of my mom or my dad or I'm angry that that happened to me in the past, Candace. I'm so angry. You will know what it is. And some of you, you might not know yet because God will never force you and his timing is perfect. In the times that he showed things to me and spoke to me and I would read the word and go, oh, I actually struggle with that. It was always in the perfect timing, you know? So some of you tonight, you might think, I don't know, like I'm not really feeling anything and that's cool. But can I challenge you to ask God to reveal it to you? Like David, search my heart, oh God. Search my heart. Create in me a clean heart. We're talking about change. And my heart so much for this church is for us to be a church that is not scared to be real and raw with God. That we're not a church that would just be stuck and held back and our hearts held hostage. But my prayer is that we would be a church that loves God with all of our heart and we just want to keep becoming more and more and more like him not only so that we can go to new places in God but for those around us like I I love the thought that I'm changing that I'm changing for my baby to come I'm changing for my husband I'm changing for the community I'm changing for my family I love it that God is changing me it affects not only just us you know like we are the church we're his bride so much coolness around the corner like our best life is right there on the other side of a free heart. We allow God to change us. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, we're being transformed into his likeness. Oh, I love that. So I guess what I want to do right now, just finishing up, is um, I, I want to put out the challenge. And, and I want us not to um, look at each other and think, oh, that person's doing that, so maybe I should, or no, that's it, I'm staying here, I'm not budging. Please don't do that. If you know that God is working on you right now, don't fight it. He's not going to expose you. He's not going to hurt you. I'll put my life on it. That's how much I trust him. He will not let you down. But you've got to walk it. You have to walk it. When you surrender, and then you say you're honest with God and you say, yeah, I'm going to take this journey. It is a daily, it's a daily thing. And I, I stuffed up so many times, especially trying to deal with my harshness when I would talk to people. I'd be like, yeah, I've gone like two days without offending anyone. And then someone would be like, do I look fat in this? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Probably wasn't really nice, God. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to stuff up. It's not just like overnight I'm amazing, here I am. Like, it's going to take time. But I'm willing to, to bear with you if you're willing to bear with me. <laughs> Is there anyone else in this church willing to bear with each other if we take this journey? Yeah. Awesome. Look at that. You don't have to be scared. So I want to put out the challenge. I want you to just sit there right now, and I want you to, if you want to, it's your choice. Don't just do it because I'm telling you to. It's your choice. If you want this, if you genuinely want this, if you want to change, if you want to go to a new place in God, if you want to see what is on the other side of that heart being held hostage and I know that's holding me back and it annoys me so much, God doesn't want that for you. He wants you to be free. He wants you to have life to the full. If the hurt, if the disappointment, if the anger, the unforgiveness, the doubt, the fear is holding you back, He, he doesn't want that for you. So I'm going to pray, and it's between you and God. And 
I just pray that he can take you on an amazing journey and we can all start to live our very best life with a changed heart and become more and more like Jesus. So start to think about it now, just I pray. Let's close our eyes, church. there's not enough words to describe you and I thank you so much that you are trustworthy I thank you so much that you are faithful and true and I thank you God that you know us and you know our stuff but you totally adore us anyway and I thank you for this amazing church I just love them all so much if my family and I pray Lord that I know that you must be so passionate about this because I feel a little bit of the passion that you're giving me. I can't even imagine how much it is compared to what you feel. But I know that your heart is that this church would be free, totally free in our heart, that things would not hold us hostage, that we would not be held captive by fear and anger and offense and doubt and disappointment and all those horrible things. I know that you don't want that for us. You want us to have faith and hope and love and peace and kindness and gentleness and patience and all the things that you died for, that we may have it. But I pray that you would give us courage tonight to take the step. I pray that you would give us courage to wave our flag and to surrender before the most amazing king that's not going to hurt us, Lord. You're not going to hurt us. You're not going to expose us. You just want to help us. So, Lord, right now, as your beautiful people are sitting here tonight, I pray, Lord, that you would search their hearts, hear their cry, and I pray that you would come in the most amazing way and meet with us tonight. And just before I let um, give you the opportunity to come to the front and stand before your king and surrender if you want to. I just want to ask why every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here tonight and you think, Kenneth, I can hear you talking about this Jesus. I don't really know him. He sounds like he's going to love me and he sounds like he's going to support me and take care of me, but I really don't know him. If you're here tonight and you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as that faithful and true King that will be with you every step of the way, can you just raise your hand? Because I would love to pray with you. If you don't know him, do yourself a favor (laughs) and get to know him. He's the most amazing person in the world. I'm just looking around if there's anybody here that wants to give their life to Jesus. Most easiest prayer. Thank you, Lord. And if you're here tonight and you're maybe a little bit too scared to put up your hand, if you want to come and talk to me at the end or talk to one of the leaders at the front, it would be our absolute honor and privilege to pray with you. But what I want to do now, church, is can you stand to your feet? And can I ask you to be brave? And if there's anyone here tonight who wants to wave their flag and say, Jesus, I 
I want you to change me. I want you to search my heart. I don't want to stay the same. I know that I've got that particular thing. I know it. And I know you know it. And I know you know that I know it. I want to come down the front and I want to surrender before King Jesus. Church, if that's you, come on down because I'm going to be down here too. I've got so much stuff that I just want him to to work on, to speak to me about, to reveal to me, to, to be so gentle and walk me through it. If that's you, come on down because he's waiting for us. He wants to take us on a beautiful journey. And don't give up. Remember, it's not going to be overnight. He will be with you every step of the way. And it's a daily thing. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and go, oh, I all of a sudden feel like there's sunflowers all around me and I've totally forgiven that person. It doesn't work like that. It will be a daily thing, walking it out with the Lord. He will help you. He will guide you. He will lead you. But it is a daily thing. Don't give up. Remember that he will enable you to endure the test without falling. I thank you, Father God. We might just have some time to sing with God and these people down here that are waving their flags. I'll come and pray with you guys and just so exciting. You're going to take this journey and that you'll have a free heart to reach your full potential. I love it. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for these ones that have come down. You know what it is. You know what it is in their heart. And they're waving their flag at you tonight, Lord, saying, God, I surrender. I need you. Would you take me on a journey? Would you help me daily to have a pure heart and clean hands? Thank you, Jesus. enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.